Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I am joined to my right by the Reverend Joseph Laporta. What's up, man? Not too much. Steve, you are always our host. You actually have perfect attendance so far. I have perfect attendance. Not you two, but I do. (laughs) (laughs) Shamed for being sick. Shamed. I have different. I have different excuses. I make up new one every time. Yeah. <laughs> but who else we got on tonight, Steve? We got guests. We got guests. Uh, well, first we're going to introduce Carlos. So Carlos, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm here too. Carlos is here. <laughs> yeah, as always, Carlos. <laughs> Just yeah. uh, still riding high on the uh, thrill from last weekend. I went to go see Endgame, and I've already watched uh, the Battle of Winterfell twice. Oh yeah, so. me too. I watched it a second <laughs> time. I, I was like, I have to watch this again. Yeah. But yeah, it was so good. So, uh, also joining us this week is um, Ken. Uh, was it Johnson? Is that your last name? I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Okay. Ken Johnson. We did a lot of I research. Like, for no, something. I like looked at it earlier because I had to remember it, and then it totally flew out of my mind just as I was about to say it. But <laughs> so uh, we got Ken Johnson here with us, who was at the Denver System Open this past weekend and made the top 16 with um, Adrea Renthal and Lock Revenant Swarm. Um, so we wanted to bring him on. Uh, so a friend of ours knew him and uh, suggested uh, that he might want to be on the podcast. So we, you know, said, "Hey, let's get him on. Let's talk about the talk about Denver." So from somebody who's actually there, to get a firsthand account. So, um, so yeah, yeah. We'll do a quick shout out to Patrick. Uh, thanks uh, for bringing on Ken here. Uh, so friend of the podcast. So cheers to him. Cheers, yeah, cheers. Patrick. Uh, he's a good guy. He used to uh, he used to play up here in Cheyenne when he was stationed up here in a uh, good old Wyoming. Uh, it's good to see he's oh, got a, a good crowd down there. What's that? You're in Wyoming? Yeah, I'm in uh, Cheyenne, no about kidding. 100 miles north of Denver. All right. I've actually never met anyone from Wyoming. Uh, my uh, grandmother some people think Wyoming. we don't exist. Actually, I was about to comment that I actually didn't think you existed, but I felt like that was weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I talked down in Arizona. Are you a real person? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I lived in uh, another... In Arizona for quite a while, and I, I heard it all. Uh, they thought I was just making stuff up. <laughs> yeah, it's a real place. Uh, we exist. Uh, D. Yoon came up and won our system open or our hyperspace our trial yeah. about a month ago. Yeah, so it's it's real. You should come and visit. Yeah, it's cowboy I, country, isn't it? Yeah, kinda. Kinda. I thought that was the name. Isn't it the cowboy state? Uh, the equality state. Is it is really? A, yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, not sure that that's a uh, thoroughly deserved title. <laughs> huh. We well, learn something new every day if you're not careful. Wasn't uh, was it was it Wyoming that it was the uh, first state to allow women to vote? Was is that why? Absolutely. That's, yeah. That's even uh, even before they were a state, back when they were a territory. So. Yeah. No kid. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, my my grandmother was uh, from Wyoming, so. and she could vote there. Uh, she could. Yeah. <laughs> Just learned that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, Ken, tell us about the system open uh in, in denver and uh you know tell us about your day what you experienced you know what was uh what, what went on there well sure um so first before i get too far into it um for folks who have never been to a system open they're all put on by an outfit called cascade games it's a company they, they put on these events uh, all across the u.s i believe even beyond uh, question mark uh, but they run a really good tournament. Um, everything's pretty well communicated. Uh, Sign-up system is pretty straightforward. And then um, Ian Hamp has been the marshal for quite a few of these. And he's actually coming down, um, last I heard, for the um, oh, the one down in Georgia that's coming up soon. Uh, he runs a great tournament. Uh, big shout-out to 
uh, all the judges there. Um, actually, it was kind of a perfect storm for um, we had John Connolly there as a judge who puts on fabulous events down in the uh, Denver area. Uh, we had D. Yoon came out, Minoc guy, uh, great, great judge. Uh, he was there. And then we had a couple local guys as well who did also a, a fantastic job. Um, system opens uh, kind of wild. Um, after so much time uh, working on hyperspace, it was kind of hard to make a, make a shift. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to fly. I didn't know what to bring, and actually, um, Olester Santos, uh, again a Minoc guy, uh, started telling me, "Hey, man, you gotta you gotta fly the dreadlocks, so the the three lock revenants with dorsal turret, veteran turret gunner, and then you throw in Drea with dorsal turret and hull upgrade. So it's an even 200 points, and it's simple. Uh, it's a straightforward list. It is a blunt object. Uh, charge in." Uh, smash up what you can and, and just kind of hold on from there. Well, that's what uh, the fundamentals it, list, really. You know what I mean? It's one of those oh, ones where it's like the, there's not such a strict game plan that you can't just play well. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's uh, that's generally my my type of list. Um, I don't I don't want a whole lot of moving parts. Um, I don't want triggers that I'm going to forget. I, I just want something that's fairly consistent, and then I I can put in the reps over time to to find the nuances in it and, and how to approach uh, different situations. Yeah. It's good to have uh, versatility and um, you know, it looks like that. It's like, like I said, you don't have a lot of triggers to worry about, you know, you can kind of keep it easy there and just, and just focus on uh, focus on the flying. Right. Absolutely. And uh, across a long day um, for anybody who's never yeah. played uh, six rounds in a day with uh, anything on the line, uh, that's grueling. And so at round six, you want to be in a position where you're kind of on autopilot and that's not going to necessarily hurt you. Yeah. Uh, so, so that, that's my general tact with that. A uh, big thank you to Olester. Uh, he's, uh, he's now my official X-Wing coach. Yes. Uh, all my success is his success. Uh, but yeah, day one was fine. Um, I had some, uh, some good pairings, uh, uh won every match um with the exception of one by a pretty decent margin um people just kept feeding me beef really yeah. uh you know i went up against quite a few lists that they want to joust uh and i want to joust and it generally works out in my favor yeah. uh with those uh those double taps and the uh passive mods it's it's really um it chews through those rebel lists that uh, everybody's still pretty hung up on did you get a, did you get a lot of rebel matchups was that most of what you faced all day uh did you, did you face anything different um i want to say three of my matchups were rebels or resistance um the first matchup was a guy with uh, uh two of the rza2 a-wings two t-70s all level five or uh initiative five whatever they're calling yeah. it these days yeah um i he put up a good game. Um, we went we went through that pretty quickly. Um, I think I only lost. I think I only lost Drea on that one. <laughs> um, were you finding that you were giving up a lot of points for MOV? I mean, it does seem like a it seems like a jousty kind of list where it feels like they're going to get half points on at least a couple of those dreadlocks, aren't they? So not exactly. Uh, I'm going to bring up my. Uh, results here real quick i have them still through the sure. bcp app 
but no, I really yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that, by the way? Um, so I have. I have used it as a tournament organizer and as a player. Uh, as a player, it is fantastic. It's very easy to get through. Um, it's got the timer there. Reporting scores is, is super simple. It's, it's really great. Uh, on the TO side, there's still room for improvement. Um, things like changing pairings is kind of a nightmare if you've never had to do it before. Uh, but it's, it's good overall, and, and that's what they're using. It all the system opens. So uh, it's it's working out pretty well. Actually, it looks like they're using it for all the other FMG games they're doing at those events too. I looked at some of the results from the Destiny stuff, and yeah, most of the deck lists were on Best Coast also. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. suspect you'll see that in the future. Yeah, I think it's well, I think it's it's Cascades, you know, go to go to. So they're they're using it for 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 all everything they're running right now, which is uh, which is good. It's good for consistency's sake. Yeah. Um, so uh, so outside of the the rebel beef, did you uh, did you did you have anything that you any matchups you walked into and you were a little worried about? Um. <laughs> so not not really. Uh, that was just because of I, I've seen the beef. Uh, round one went pretty well. Round two, <laughs> I came up against a guy who brought out. I want to say he had Darth Maul and then five of the little droids. Yeah. Uh, that is a list that I was intimidated by the first time I saw something like it. Uh, but one of my local guys had been doing something very similar. And so uh, I knew just actually wipe out the droids and then just punish, uh, punish the uh, infiltrator. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, did he have uh, well, he had Grievous on there probably, right? Uh, I want to say he did. Uh, let me bring that up real quick for you. Um, I have a pretty hard time remembering the specifics of it, but he yeah. did have, um, he had Chancellor Palpatine, uh -huh. uh, no, no Grievous. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Gr Grievous is, um, Grievous is really good on there. Well, then definitely the best tactic against Grievous is to go after the, um, is to go after the Vultures first because you, you, you know, just take away the regen um, for Grievous if you kill all them first. But uh, sure, we ran into something yeah, similar. Palpatine, <clears throat> Palpatine's pretty good too, though. Uh, oh, yeah, it kind of keeps the uh, keeps the guns off of him so you don't take this. Uh, I think it's a stress token as it hands out after defending. Yeah, yeah, it's like the old rebel captive. There's on such weird opposite ends of the spectrum, though. Grievous is so undercosted, and I mean, you're paying through the nose for Palpatine right now. He's like old school Palpatine expensive. Yeah, oh, jeez. I mean, he does uh, have the potential with hate on there to just hand out. Uh, stress to like everything that shoots at him constantly. <laughs> mm -hmm. <Yeah>. So it's it's, uh, uh, it's strong. Um, I, I won't I, I won't um, let th this match went very well for me. Um, the guy I was up against, Mike, uh, played it right, played it well. Uh, I just felt very comfortable because, like I said, I, I've seen similar lists before in my prep, and uh, it just wasn't too bad on that one. He he got forty seven points off me. He killed Drea. Um, and that, that was it. So I, I wasn't bleeding MOV much of the day. And that's, that's why I ended up, uh, ranked first at the end. MOV doesn't matter in a system open yeah. for people who've never done it. Um, but I, I really held on to it pretty well throughout the day. I think my, uh, closest match was 150 to 200. That was round five. Um, this guy had a uh, list that was similar in spirit to mine. Uh, nice guy. His name was Dwayne. Um, 
very different pieces, but leaning heavy on the double tap. So he had uh, Tarani in the Kamogala uh, with cluster missiles and shield upgrade. That was very and nice. So, that was a, I think that was perfect pronunciation. It's actually a, it's <laughs> an old uh, Hutt-ease word, um, so you have to be a little guttural with it because huts have guts. Um, <laughs> all of these statistics will have been made up. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but it, it was a dirty combo, so... Um, every time he attacks, if you're in his bullseye arc, he's either stripping a token or, or you're taking a damage. And uh, he had every shot lined up with two of my guys in his in his bullseye, and then uh, the cluster uh, missiles. He he's attacking. One of the named ones? Or? Was it Tarani? The Tarani. Yeah, it was Tarani. Squire uh, Tarani. Yes. From, uh, Actually, I think I saw one of his games on the stream. Um, oh, really? Towards the end, yeah. So he had the kind of like a hodgepodge of chefs at Tarani, uh, Captain Nim, and a. Gun runner and something else, I believe. Uh, sounds right up my alley. I like this. <laughs> it was it was dirty. It was uh, I I thought I was losing that game for for half, at least a solid half of it. Um, but yeah, he went up against the guy who brought the two falcons in yes. the kind oh, of wild card no, that's match. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that man. I about. I was in my bunk. Now you found Joe's sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> that's terrible because I actually asked. I asked my my x-wing guru whether i could play two falcons he told me absolutely not <laughs> apparently he was wrong travis isn't right about everything <laughs> uh, you, you know we're, we're all wrong sometimes uh one of my local guys i kept telling him how bad kylo was and he doesn't need to to even worry about it and then wouldn't you know like a week later at our hyperspace trial on stream final table we've got a guy from montana and sure enough, there's Kylo. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I, I was wrong. I've been wrong before. Yeah. Well, Ky Kylo has been kind of interesting because uh, um, I think the only there's not a lot of people flying first order in the first place, but the people who are are pretty committed to it, and they're they've gotten pretty good in practice with Kylo. And with Kylo, with with a, with a lot of practice, and if you really know what you're doing with him, can still be very dangerous. So he's 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 one of those. He's one of those guys that you just have to uh, you have to put the time in with him, I think. And I feel like he's dangerous, but he's costed as if he's super dangerous. So, I mean, I think he's a solid figure on his own, but I think his point cost is just keeping him out of really good pairings. But I could be wrong on that one. I haven't run the math or nothing. Yeah. So I think it's about what you can put with him. Uh, that's really yeah. what it is. You have so many limited options. Well, I mean, it's not like that uh, faction right now, has a so ton of ships either. You know I mean? It doesn't, no. Yeah, there's not a lot of, lot of options to work with there. So, um... Mm -hmm. On Saturday, so you so you got to go back on Sunday for the uh, for the cut, obviously. Now I think, you know, being six and zero, you were the number one seed coming out of Swiss, right? I, I was. Uh, there were two of us that were undefeated at the end, um, myself, and then like, again, my MOV was was really strong. Yeah. Um, and then one player with the uh, quad sigmas, which I, I never played once. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was I was pretty concerned about that matchup, to be honest. Um, but just through a little Swiss luck, uh, never never cross paths with the with the Jukes Phantoms. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I got to uh, got to Sunday. Um, so the way that works is everybody who is five and one or six and zero, oh, they they get to go to the cut. Uh, MOV doesn't matter. But in order to make those single elimination brackets fit, they had to do kind of a wild card play in match. Um, between the guys ranked, um, I guess it would have been uh, 15, 16, 17, and 18 had mm -hmm. to play for those two slots. Those last two spots, um, yeah. Yeah, and so 
Um, I was wrong. Um, I was focused in on the game actually from um, that scum list and the two Falcons, thinking that I had to play one of those two guys. Uh Uh, And I'd already played the scum list. I was like, okay, I can do that again. Um, The Falcons gave me a great deal of anxiety. So I was just (laughs) (laughs) watching for holes. Uh, And wouldn't you know, I was watching the wrong game (laughs) the whole morning. Oh, no. You guys got started early, too, from what I saw. Uh, they did. They started that uh, wild card or, or play in round it at eight thirty in the morning. Oh wow! Uh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that's ten thirty our time. I wasn't even out of bed yet. <laughs> right, and usually I wouldn't be on a Saturday, but uh, th- there you go. Uh, it's uh, so I actually ended up playing Andrew Bunn. Uh, he beat Sean Farley, who is an, uh, a great X wing player. Him and his brother both um, two guys from Tucson. They came up. Uh, both made the cut. Um, I actually played Sean round six. He had Rebel Beef. Um, it looked like he was going to win <laughs> the the buy-in match there at the end, uh, which would have been great for me. Uh, unfortunately, Andrew Bunn um, got through the one damage he needed to get half points on a B-wing at the last <laughs> shot. And so then I got to sit next to or across from Andrew Bunn, who is uh, uh, pretty well known. Yeah, uh, people yeah, know his name. People know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I I looked at him and I was like, okay, this is fun. Uh, Nacho, you but you spend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you spend more time on X Wing than I do. This is going to be painful. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel that coming. Uh, real friendly guy. Real nice. Is he related to the Team uh, Covenant buns? No, no, yeah. unrelated. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I I didn't know there were Covenant buns too. The, the Team Covenant. Uh, Zach Zach Bun from. Uh, Tulsa and the on the he's on the team covenant oh, or whatever. Sure. They, or they have that shop in Tulsa to call Team Covenant. Absolutely. Uh, they yeah. make tokens. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've I've bought a bunch of stuff from them over the years. I guess I didn't realize uh <laughs> what their names were. Yeah. Big yeah. acrylic. Zach was the one that uh Zach was was the one that I think played X Wing more than the other ones. So he he was the one that people kinda got to know as far from a name perspective because he 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 would show up in uh in cuts and stuff at some tournaments, so well, sure. Um, but uh, so what did uh, what was Andrew playing? What did you what, what what was that match? Oh, well, so remember how I said Kylo is bad. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so he had those words. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ate him. I ate him hard. Uh, so he had <laughs> Kylo Ren. I don't even I don't think he had anything on Kylo Ren. Maybe maybe hate. Um, and then he had uh, the name Tavson, the name shuttle. Is that right, Tavson? And yes. then just a, a basic shuttle. Uh, yeah, yeah, it looks like the early game on Kylo. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Uh, the first, the early part of the game uh, went really well. Uh, I thought I had it in the bag, especially he uh, he charged right in, man, and and thumped right into one of my uh, uh, right into Drea actually with Kylo. He got a little over aggressive, uh, slammed right into her. The shuttles weren't anywhere to help. I've got a range one fully modded shot coming in from uh, one of my double tapping skurgs, and he got out of there. He lost his shield. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's your broke that one. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, that, and that's that's the thing with those three agilities. Like sometimes, sometimes you just get get away with something like that every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> he absolutely did. Um, I was able to recover pretty well. Came up, um, got rid of Tabson without much issue. Uh, really put some hurt on the other shuttle. Um, I, it was down to one, one hit point. 
Uh, but by that time, Kylo was coming around up the top of the board, had himself kind of pinned in a corner. And so, and this is where I lost the game for myself. I, I said, okay, I'll come back at the shuttle later. Kylo's up here. He can't escape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he escaped. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that's, and that's just, you know, Andrew Bunn is, is a great player. He was able to shoot the gap and really just f- slide right on through all of my disparate arcs. Yeah. Um, and then it was, uh, after that, I, I was playing from behind um, and trying to catch the shuttle, but keep Kylo mm-hmm. at bay. Uh, last round of fire, I couldn't kill the shuttle. He popped Drea, and and then that was that was the end of my system open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's never the end. I mean, did you did you uh, now who'd you travel up there with? You see, my part of this show is that I ask the non-X wing questions. Who, did you go up by yourself, or did you go up with the group? Or uh, so I went up with our our group, three hundred seventh squadron. Uh, a very clever play on our statewide area code <laughs> you have one area code for the whole state dude there's like five hundred thousand people in this yeah. state um, and that's <laughs> that might be counting an extra sheep or two <laughs> you keep saying all this rebel beef i'm just imagining cows because that's all i know that's in wyoming <laughs> uh, a lot of cows cows and then this guy that's good at x-wing <laughs> well, um so yeah i i I started off my X-Wing career down in Phoenix. Uh, so with uh, Ian Hamp and Daniel Sheave and Ron Olson and Philip Booth and, and everybody else down there. And I, I had to move home. Um, I, I changed jobs, got married. And so I, I've been building up here my, my own little X-Wing community. Your little uh, rebel cell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, um, it's great. I mean, we're small. There's maybe 12 of us. Um, that I can consistently say show up. Yeah. Uh, but th- these guys uh, have gotten really, really good over the last couple of years. So we all we all went down together. Um, the rest of my my three of seventh brethren, uh, the three other players all went four and two. Two of them made the top thirty two, uh, so they got the extra little tokens that came out. And nice. uh, so it was a it was a really strong showing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you all came out with winning records. That's yeah. Pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, one of our adopted members uh, actually brought out the uh, the Han, Jake, uh, the Mooney list. Uh, had a rough go of it. Ended up going 0-6. So he uh, got mooned, eh? <laughs> he, he got mooned. <laughs> oh, um, boy. But, yeah, so so we're all down there. We're having a good time. And uh, we, we all know the, uh, the Colorado guys down there, like uh, – Ken Cho, Jim Frank, um, all, all the players down there are, are, are wonderful. Terry, Carson Ray now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a good time. Yeah. Um, everybody's pretty decent. I didn't have any opponents that were terrible. It's, it's part of X-Wing, right? Uh, that uh, community yeah. that everybody talks about. Yeah, I was, uh, you guys had a pretty good turnout at your hyperspace trial, too. Wasn't there like 50-something players? <laughs> there, was, there was 43. 43, and, okay. Uh, I thought it was a little, yeah. little higher than that. No, it was uh, it was good. It was exactly what I needed it to be, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so I, I ran that. I didn't get to play in it. I was okay. the the marshal and the organizer. Uh, we ended up with forty three players, which was perfect. The break even point between when the store would lose money or not yeah. was forty one <laughs> players. Oh wow! Okay, there you go. <laughs> which is convenient because that's also the uh, magic number to guarantee you get. 
uh, six rounds of Swiss day one. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we did have a good turnout. Mostly uh, Colorado guys came up and joined us. Um, I, I was screaming on the internet every day for a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, lot of promotion. Yeah. Uh, but that was, that was a good time too. Um, I, I hope we get to do one of those again in the future. Um, I'm actually, in no rush to do it. <laughs> I actually really liked that they, they expanded the hyperspace trial. You know, like the regionals used to be limited. There was only three per region or whatever. And so it was, it was always like the same places that would get them all the time. Cause it was like, let's put them in the, in the central hubs or at least put them in the places that have run successful ones before. Yeah. Yeah. But it, they were always, you know, they're generally speaking there. They were geographically like, okay, this is an area where it has to be cause it's geographically the best place to put it for whatever reason. But I, I was, I was, I'm happy to see with the hy- hyperspace trials that they're getting out to these other locations that don't normally get these types of large tournaments. Um, and still getting, you know, some good turnouts for that. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if they're going to continue to do that. Um, I know there's some changes coming with the whole structure again. Um, I, I talk with a lot of the, uh, other places in the region that have gotten one, um, trying to help them out, you know, like, okay, so this is where I did well. This is where I really did terribly. Um, and so there's a lot of stress that goes into it. Yeah. Um, in these smaller communities with the uh, the the 64 player minimum is the one that really oh, uh, you know, the whole a lot of players. Sh- yeah. Yeah. And so most stores can't do that. Uh, and so then you're looking at renting a venue. Costs go up mm-hmm. and most of your gaming stores can't afford to, you know, lose money and <laughs> time well, plus, on, you know, on something for these stores to rent out a space is not it's not a good business move for them. Then it's not really associated with the store at all. And then what's, you know, where's the, where's the buy-in there? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that, that was an issue. We were lucky. Um, we worked with a hotel uh, a block away from the store. Uh, so we were able to kind of shepherd folks towards the store, incentivize a little with some uh, discounts. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, it's problematic. And so if they stay with that type of, system i hope they just drop that that player minimum down to 32 or or something more manageable mm-hmm. yeah well i think they're going to be bringing back the store champ uh as well which is uh which is i think a big deal especially for the smaller stores because you know you, without they had they did the wave championships this year but they just didn't have the the juice that the uh the store champs used to have because you know people weren't showing up for them um, well, what was the format for the wave champs the Wave Championship was just it was is actually could be whatever format you wanted. You could make it hyperspace or extended or whatever. But gotcha. um, the issue with them was they didn't have a buy. They didn't have that regional buy in there. Uh, so yep. you know without the Those regional buy, incentive. yeah, the, the incentive was really kind of gone without the regional buy, and um, so the people weren't traveling for them, and you, so you weren't getting these smaller stores that were getting were we were able to run one and get like thirty odd players to show up for 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 a store champ. They you know they were just get their local groups. Um, yeah, so. I think the I always liked the store champs. Cause I felt like it was a, a good middle point for people would travel an hour. Yeah. to one of those, and if it was more than an hour, they'd say, "The heck with, it, I'll stay home." Yeah. So it got people out of their local store and got to check out other stores in the general area. Yeah. Without them being you know these monster tournaments yeah. that I always like to rag on i kind of had a two to three hour bubble for store champs that i would, yeah. that I would you're drive. a little more of a road warrior than maybe that. maybe we still I, yeah i mean our store championship seasons here in florida i mean we had people from all over the state usually traveled and we had 
on average. I mean, I think our biggest store championship was 50 plus or something like that. Yeah. At the uh, Stephen Podonk. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it was like 50, 54. Yeah, yeah, 54, like 54, uh, 54 players, players so. room for 10. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played but uh, those are the fun ones. Yeah, well, I man, I, I, I won, I won if I that. Could do it all again, I'd play on the floor. I won that Dogs of War store champ that was like 47 players, which was you know, that was a pretty large store champion. That was, yeah, that was pretty large. Yeah. yeah, did you beat Carlos in that one? Uh, no, I didn't play Carlos that day. Oh, okay, no, I beat Travis in the final that day. Oh, yeah, good yeah, call. Good that call. was good. <laughs> all right, I'm back. It looks like we had a little disconnect there yeah yeah so um uh on everything we missed uh we reminisced about times when we used to win tournaments uh <laughs> a long time ago in a galaxy far far away oh <laughs> oh yeah it was like last month yeah so you did uh ken i know that you mentioned that the day two uh after you were done with the cut uh you hopped over to the hyperspace qualifier how was that kind of experience just kind of hopping from one tournament to another. Um, so it's <laughs> it's kind of a weird place for me. Uh, I'm still not sure how I feel about the two formats. Um, I like them both, uh, but it's hard to balance really preparing for both. Um, I, I didn't spend a lot of time um, on a list for hyperspace. Uh, I didn't play in our trial, like I mentioned, so I didn't care going into that. Um, and so I, I showed up with, uh, uh, Wolf in the arc and then Ahsoka and Anakin in the Aether Sprite with the title, both of them with an R2. Um, and I, my goal was to try and get my world's invite through the system open. Um, and if I ended up playing hyperspace day two, uh, that was just kind of for giggles. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my record, uh, my official record, day two in the uh, hyperspace qualifier was uh, three and one, or four and one, three and one. Um, two of those were a buy, so yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, because they they give you a buy for coming in, um, and it was hard. Uh, the first game uh, that I played there, a guy basically, a uh, wonderful guy from um, England, uh, I can't think of his name right now. A bunch of the the British guys came over. Uh, he fed me Fenral and lost the game pretty early. And then we just kind of played chase each other around and kill Boba. Uh, and then the second match I went up that I played in, I went up against rebel beef. And uh, <laughs> after feasting on the beef the day before, uh, it was kind of the revenge of, of the beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, that was it for me. Once I lost, so having, um, I was having away with beef. Beef had its way with yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, "Thanks for making it a fun match <laughs> or a quick match." And I was like, "Yeah, well, yeah, I wish we could have played yesterday, guy." Yeah. <laughs> so is that is that a simultaneous uh, as start as far as the start time, or it's oh. basically they just kind of count each round that you're playing in the um, system open as as a round, basically what what you transfer over. <laughs> Um, so kind of both. Uh, so they started the hyperspace qualifier uh, minutes after I started the top 16 uh, match. Uh, when I lost there, uh, the marshal, Ian, comes up and he says, so, hey, do you want to play in hyperspace? Sure. Okay, well, you get a buy. Perfect. Uh, I was done. They went and they announced uh, second round pairings for the hyperspace qualifier. 
uh, my name did not pop up, and I went running in panic over to Ian, said, Ian, <laughs> you, you're going to have to repair. I'm not playing. He goes, oh, no, no, no. You get two buys. Yeah. Uh, so, nice. Uh, so, well, yeah, I had, a, I had about an hour and a half to kill, uh, so I decided to go to the bar. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, yep, 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 you're on the right uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and it, that, which was great. I actually got to meet up with um, uh, Bob D. He was the other player at the System Open with the uh, Skurg Drail list. Uh, he went 5-1, and one. Uh, another uh, British guy. Uh, That's pretty wonderful. strong showing, too. Yeah, he he did very well. He lost to uh, seven six in round two, hmm. which um, both of us were kind of dumbfounded by. Uh, but yeah, it was um, it, it's a strong list. Uh, combined record day one of eleven and one yeah, between the go. two of us. I don't think anyone else brought it, um, but that's largely because, uh, like I was talking with him, um, and he. He's more of the opinion of this than I was, that it does it falls apart uh, to the quad phantoms. That's yeah. that's a tough matchup for for the well, brotherhood of the scourge. That was a, a strong contender at this, wasn't it? We talked a couple of weeks ago about basically that and Fat Han are running the tables. Yeah, well, yeah, and it um, showed up. There's four of them that made the there cut, was a, there so. was plenty of quad phantoms. There um, there was only kind of one kind of sort of Fat Han list that we saw, which was a, a little bit different than the, uh, the the Jack Mooney version. It had the it had the basics though the yeah. the trick shot Kane and R two inertial deck. Yeah, but yeah. it had but it had Lando, which is you know where where Yay. Joe gets excited. <laughs> I forgot the rest of the list. I heard Lando and then it just like yeah. zoned out. <laughs> sure. Um, so so when you you know obviously the quad phantoms are are an issue. Um, did you did you think you would? Uh, I mean, I just there's been so much talk about the the, the Fat Han list the last couple of weeks. Did did you think you would see more of that in Denver? Um, uh, I, I expected that uh, more people would would bring it and that more people would have uh, success with it. Um, I, I don't know count and there were maybe five or six with some variation of fat on and, and most of them uh, uh, fell apart pretty early. Um, it's a list that, so I, I'm of the split opinion that it's not, it is not the meta boogeyman that some would have us believe. No, uh, no, not entirely, <laughs> but it is, it is absolutely terrible game design. Uh, I've, I've played against it. Um, our, our guy from um, up here who, who played it, um, we had done a practice match the week before. Uh, and even though I was able to win, it was, uh, it, w- it was hard. Uh, if he would have made one or two different decisions there, it wouldn't have been a game. He would have just walked all over me. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to plan on... What what is it? Essentially, eight different positions where he's going to end is uh, it's a challenge, and so it's it's a list that. Did you play it, against it with the list that you brought? I did. The, the uh, absolutely. Yep. Because hmm. I feel like those because those Skurgs are medium based now, right? Hmm. So yeah. I feel like they're a lot better blockers, and in that matchup, I feel like that's important. You say there's eight different places he can land, but I mean some of that involves not landing on the rocks that he's trying to hug close to. So I wonder if you can successfully block him enough of the time. Well, the problem is the stop. It's the, the yeah. Well, if he stops, I mean he should be facing move. it where he's stopped, right? I mean, theoretical. Well, maybe in a good world. Yeah. So it's if the force is with you. <laughs> if the force is with you, uh, just the mods he can do on um, 
on offense with the Han re-roll and taking a target lock if you want to or a focus. You have the two forced charges. Uh, if, if in that match with my list, if I only have one shot at Han, I can't do enough damage to compensate for the damage he's going to do to my one agility <laughs> little scourge, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and so that, that game of attrition starts to shift uh, out of my favor. Some, something to note here, I'm just actually looking at the results, and uh, there were 14 uh, stop hounds at this tournament. That's really? not 160 less. That's 10 Oh, we're not calling him Fat Hound anymore? He's stop on now? Oh, Handbrake Han is kind of... <laughs> handbrake Han. 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 I like Handbrake Oh, Ham. handbrake. Yeah, handbrake. Oh, I thought you said handbrake. I was like, oh, man, it's <laughs> gone from fat Honda worse. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no, I like handbrake. <laughs> uh, I need a handbrake. I thought you meant he's literally just like taking a moment from his day of shooting people to like just wolf down just <laughs> a half a hog. He, he just needs a hand, a hand machine. <laughs> it's like, pardon me, I got to eat my barbecue. <laughs> so there, yes. were, there were 14 there, though. I, I That's more than I thought. Um, but like I said, I think most of them ended up, um, on the other side of the room for me by the end of the day. Uh, I'm not sure if the players who brought it just didn't have time to really hone their skill with it or yeah, if I, folks I were prepared. I do think it's a list that, that does require some practice and it, you have to really, cause there's so many triggers in it and you have to understand all of that stuff and all the timing of everything and, and, and it's it's situational, so I think I think it is a list that, that requires practice. It's it's not a skillless list. It's a um, but it is it's definitely a list that requires practice and and I feel like it's something knowledge. in a trap list too. It's like whenever you have a trick that's that cute, don't you just want to use it whether you should or not? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're always sitting there you're like you know what I'm gonna do this. This is the cool thing this list does. It's like but actually what would be smarter is just fly straight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do a barrel roll just because I can. Sometimes it's easy uh, yeah. to outthink yourself when uh, when you have that many options. <laughs> oh, sure. Like tantalizing sure. options, too. You're like, I'm going to do this cool thing with this thing, this thing, and the other thing. And the other guy's like, you know, you can just like do a one forward and you'd be the same yeah. spot, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking That's... of cool things, uh, Ken, what did you think about the uh, winning list here that uh, Andrew Knuckles uh, brought to this tournament? Um. When I first looked at it, I, I didn't know what to think. Uh, I didn't get the chance to watch any of his matches. Um, I'm going to sit down once Gold Squadron puts everything up on YouTube. Um, I'm going to sit down and watch everything. Um, it's a list that when I looked at it, because I did a, um, after day one, um, I sat and looked at everybody in the top 16, came up with my game plan. Uh, my game plan for that list was really just shoot stuff uh, and hope for the best. Uh, I didn't quite understand it. Um, obviously, he did very well with it. Um, Vinder is is a pretty strong ship, uh, no doubt there with the title. Um, and, and good for him. I know uh, he's had kind of a bad run at some of these larger events uh, over the last year or so um, as far as making cut and getting eliminated pretty quick. Uh, but it, it looks like it was um, a bit of a meta breaker. Uh, I think they were specifically gunning for the Phantoms with that list, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that was the the idea was that they because uh, because uh, all of, of the entire Birmingham Barons group, I think, brought that list. So they were uh, they were definitely gunning for the Quad Phantoms with it. Um, sure. 
and I think Andrew beat two quad phantom lists in the uh, in the cut cut rounds. Oh, fantastic! I, I, I um, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, he knocked that, that that sounds that sounds right, and uh, it, it looks like it's a good list. The pieces all work. Uh, again, you know, we're we're talking about uh, <laughs> ham break on and uh, the, the skill necessary <laughs> to, to make. <laughs> That's hot. Always thinking with the stomach. Yeah, the uh, I, I don't I don't know that you could put uh, Knuckles list in anybody's hands and they would do well. Uh, so so good for him. He had some good pieces in there. Yeah, uh, and I don't I don't think it's going to define the meta. That's not my take. I've been wrong no, before. I don't think so. No. <laughs> uh, but he, yeah, he it has was... a history with Vendor too. I mean, he he um, he was using Vendor towards the end of 1.0, and I think he won a regional with a with a Vendor list. Yeah, this is this is one of those lists that they that kind of transitioned uh, into 2.0 and just kind of made its own version. Um, so it's it's not anything new. So I, I, that's definitely part of it. You know, I haven't had experience with that pilot. Yeah, because I mean, you're, you're basically you know planning on flying it with the slam uh which is i mean think about it if you do like a three bank three bank it's that's quite the measurement to have to make in your in your head while you're planning in the planning yeah. phase that's a um, you know, so. carlos we're gonna do a pop quiz uh vendor uh do you know what he does because i totally know and i'm just seeing if you know <laughs> <laughs> uh major vendor is alpha class starwing pilot and yep, his yep, ability is while you defend if you are disarmed roll one additional defense die um more or less so it's disarmed does, if you have one arm or no arms uh well three I mean, arms because it has four right how many wings does this thing have it's got like four yeah <laughs> he's actually playing yeah, along i so assume three. this is just gonna um, be a long. <laughs> <laughs> um so the uh, configuration allows him to fire uh, missiles and torpedoes when he's locked on a target uh, while he has a weapons disabled token. Oh, that's and cool. And then on the flip side, he also gets extra defense. So he's both more offensive and defensive. So, so he has sides. a lot of, he has a lot of, he has no real, not, no huge downside to one slamming or two reloading. Yeah, that seems so, cool. Um, so he's got, I mean, he had proton torpedoes and advanced proton torpedoes, so he could cover all the ranges. All the range bands. Yeah. And, uh, and then he can slam up to his heart's content and still be able to fire. What pilot skill is he at? Is he higher? Uh, he's a four, right? Four. Yeah. So, yeah. so bottom there's, I think there's a tiny initiative no. bid that basically allows him to move after the quad phantoms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing is that he needs to he needs to move after the after the phantoms so that he can y- utilize yeah. that slam to dodge arcs and uh, and that kind of stuff. So what else is in the list? This sounds kind of cool. It was uh, Vader um, and Colonel Jendon. Ah, okay. with I've heard of these things. Yeah, so um, you know I think Jendon lets him get his locks early. So when he's so he because Jendon allows you to take uh, basically it says you can was it you spend a charge spend a charge it's the non occurring one too yeah. it's like twice per yeah, game you have two of them yeah spend a charge and then every lock your has list to be takes beyond has to three. be beyond range three yeah. so beginning of the game you basically you do that and you, you get your locks set up for engagement and uh, and then you can take you know so you can get double modded on that first engagement cool um, was so he's he's basically a hammer you know he's, he's which is why uh, they've nicknamed him the Hatchet Man. Hatchet Man. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that from Ben Raku? Maybe. I don't know. You tell me. It's from Ben Raku. Okay, there you go. I'll believe you. <laughs> uh, it's Ron Perlman's character. Ah, okay. Uh, he might be the woodcutter. No, he's the woodcutter. Oh, oh shit. Uh, you messed it up. Uh, Hatchet Man's in Battletech, then? 
Yeah, it's a battle tech. Okay, all right. All right. Again, I'll believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong again. <laughs> Twice in one day is not a record. Yeah. <laughs> we call that Tuesday. Yeah. So, yeah, so it seems like that's the kind of list that, um, you know, obviously I think you need to be very practiced with it in order to, I think, one, get out of Swiss. So I think the best thing, what and, you know, Andrew knew that he's had enough experience with that, you know, very similar list that he already knew how to fly. He's probably been practicing it more in 2.0, and he could get himself through Swiss and then get to the cut where he knew he was going to see quad phantom lists and uh and then take advantage of of, of that and uh, you know it's, he, he basically pulled off he, he pulled off the plan the plan worked so now system open, do you have him. to play the same you have to play the same list next day yeah Day yeah two? oh yeah yeah yeah. No, yeah no no gamesmanship there yeah no 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 tinkering uh, uh between <laughs> rounds no fair enough yeah none of that um yeah how did how did the uh how did the day two layover go do you think that had anything to do with um uh, with getting knocked out in the in the first round there i know i i i ask this because i have i've had problems in the past with day with day two where i kind of like lose my head of steam and then i come into day two and i'm like uh <laughs> like i just i'm just not in the, the 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 mode that i was in the day before how did that how did that transition feel for you so i i think that was actually um so I, I kind of outlined it earlier. Uh, my match against Bun was a winnable match. Um, I had opportunities there. I got outplayed. Um, he's he's a great player, uh, yeah. and that that is something that I have been kind of breaking apart. And I, I think it does. Um, you know, you you go into round one, day one. Um, you're just kind of hoping to go, you know, four and two. Well, that'll be a nice day. If I make the cut, that's fantastic. Uh, and so. You know, I, I'm standing there at the end of day one, and I'm six and zero, oh, and I'm just kind of on cloud nine. And then yeah. <laughs> you're kind of all those all those uh, endorphins and the uh, the uh, oh everything just kind of flushes out of your system. And so uh, day two, I, I was definitely not in the same uh, mental space mm-hmm. uh, that I was in the day before. Uh, I, I was making subpar decisions. My target selection wasn't where it should have been. Uh, I think that if the game that you needed to watch, right, <laughs> including yeah. which game to be to be focused in on, yeah. um, I, I don't I don't know that it would have helped me to watch uh, Bun anymore. Um, I had a pretty good idea just based on his setup, uh, kind of what his his game plan was, um, but uh, he executed it uh, very well. Uh, some some variants fell in his favor early. Uh, and then I, I just I couldn't recover. Um, you know, I was tired, didn't get much sleep, woke up way too early, all amped to uh, be in the be in the cut. And yeah, it's it's one of those. It's brutal. I just I can't believe they started that early. I guess oh, it's of that extra round they have to do for the like the play in round. So absolutely, yeah, that is pretty brutal though. Yeah, and uh, I was up at the crack of six. Uh, so, uh, and after very little sleep the night before, you know, uh, best part of X Wing weekend. You you go out with everybody and um, maybe drink a little too much. I don't know. Yeah, the town brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paint the town sad because the next day you're sitting there with one bloodshot eye. I'm like, oh, now I have to win for various uh, members of our team. That is their zone. <laughs> <laughs> and the other. And kind of the other mental downside to to how I perf- how much Saturday led into Sunday was at, 
at round four, after that, I'm, I'm at 4-0, and so my expectation is, okay, I just got to win one more game. Uh, and I won it right away. Game six, I really, I was just kind of in a, eh, we'll just see how this goes kind of mentality. Um, and there was never really any pressure just because of how things progressed. And so that, that first cut game was the first one where I felt, okay, now it's do or die. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, I think that, um, that affected my, my, my whole process a, a little more than, than I should have let it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, a, it's definitely a thing. I, I know there's nothing, no better feeling than uh, going, I shouldn't be here. Cause that's <laughs> well, usually you're on when I time, shouldn't yeah. have made the cut. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, you perform <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> yeah. I, I've done a couple of two day, uh, you know, second day cut kind of things. And um, every time I just come out so cold and I, I, I'll just, I just like lose immediately. So, you know, hope I'm uh, going to hopefully in Atlanta, I'll, I'll <laughs> be able to make day two and figure things out <laughs> but know, absolutely party. yeah i know well maybe that's how i figure yeah. things out maybe i just need to get shit-faced and, and not right. think about it i'm gonna go ahead and endorse that plan um well no. i've never been in a cut so i don't know <laughs> steven i yeah. i will personally make sure to get you shit-faced if you do make the cut all right sounds good yeah I, it's uh Maybe I just need to do like the thing where I just get, you know, I just stay up all night. I don't actually even sleep. I just, you know, I, I just go in like so tired and, and messed up that I just, I don't even have to, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have time to think about it. I'm going to get you a pickle uh, Rick burger on Friday night and I'm going to put it in the fridge so it's cold and gross and oh, you have to no. eat it that Sunday morning. <laughs> no, I don't want to. And once you've conquered that, like, Playing X Wing will be easy. <laughs> like the hardest part of your day is for, done. For those that don't know, uh, in Atlanta, it, uh, there's a place called the Vortex, and um, it's just a hamburger, basically really cool hamburger joint in uh, in Atlanta. It's and mostly a bar with also it, It's mostly a bar that makes really really gargantuan hamburgers. But they they make they started making one a couple years ago after the uh, the pickle Rick Rick and Morty episode came out called the pickle Rick Burger. And uh, it's not on the menu anymore, but you can still order it. So uh, if you're in Atlanta and if you go to the Vortex, um, we highly recommend the Pickle Rick Burger. It's the stars over there for X Wing World, or, or uh, we'll already be there. We'll be we'll be there Friday. We'll be there Friday we'll night. Friday night yes. We'll be there Friday night with the guys from Tampa going to get a Pickle Rick Burger. So that's gonna happen. But anyways, it's fantastic. Go if you can. Also, the Pickle Rick Burger has uh, fried pickle spears, pimento cheese, and Szechuan sauce. Boom! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's yeah. yeah uh, so uh, <laughs> you kind of want to die after you eat it, but but in a good way. <laughs> so uh, my my grandmother uh, grew up down in uh, in Georgia, uh, and so um, all you're talking about a lot of food that is just trying to kill you. Yeah. Um, deep fried. Like uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of food I grew up on. So I'm I'm starting to lean towards maybe I should come to Atlanta. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, you come, yeah. man. You can come stay with us, dude. Yeah, you come hang. Oh, out with us. I think there's already eight uh, of us in the hotel room anyway. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we literally won't college, notice yeah. another person. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, I don't need up a lot of real estate. I'm I'm a pretty little guy, so uh, <laughs> just find me a closet and I'll yeah. hang out. <laughs> no, I, I, I think... already board for you. Oh, if you want if you want to come, we got space for you. So we'll and, oh, uh, I, we'll make it work. I think my wife would uh, probably object at this point. Um, yeah, my I, I have given up too, but because <laughs> <laughs> as we mentioned before, she's not listening to this podcast. Yeah, she's not listening. Yes, we have to mention at least once an episode that none of the wives are going to hear any of this. So, like, if you have something to confess, now would be the time. Yeah. So, so my wife, uh, she actually plays X Wing. Oh, nice. <laughs> she'll she'll probably that's a she was uh, how I started in this uh, into X Wing actually. 
Um, so she may listen. So, uh, Reggie, if you're listening, I love you. Um, please and, uh, let me go play X-Wing more. Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you may want to have let this us, conversation before let him meet tomorrow his afternoon. New friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's uh, she's great. That's uh, like I said. That's actually how I got into X-Wing originally. Uh, we played uh, Star Wars Risk, and it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, uh, actually, I have that. Is it not good? Uh, <laughs> no. I've never played it. God <laughs> damn. Uh, I don't. I don't. We played it the one time. Or like th- we played three rounds one afternoon. We we were more interested in the starship portion of it. Is that the one where the, uh, that is the one where the board space uh, is uh, shaped like the Tie Fighter or whatever? Yeah, absolutely, yep, yep. absolutely. Yep, and so uh, we played that for a little bit, and we were like, well, this is more fun, but the game kind of is easy and lame. Uh, and so then we went and picked up uh, a couple core sets at a game store in Arizona, and uh, that that started me down the dark path. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so does she play uh, Does she play competitively? Has she got the tournaments, or is, or is she just kitchen table? Uh, she used to be more competitive. Um, before we, we had a child, uh, they tend to eat up a lot of time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, her and I went out to a regional in San Diego a few years back. Um, she was doing pretty well there for quite a while. Now it's more local, um, tournaments. She actually, uh, in our, uh, local gaming group, our, uh, championship, uh, the final table was her and I. Oh, <laughs> against nice. each other. Yeah. So, so she sleeps on the couch bowl. Yeah. Um, oh, let me well, we tell know you, who's that, that was sleep on the couch. Well, yeah. yeah. Just why? Just why? <laughs> that may have been the only game of X-wing that I really wanted to lose. Yeah. Um, I was. <laughs> I wasn't gonna throw the game. Um, she's too competitive. Yeah. And she would she would hate me forever if I let her win. Yeah. Um, but I, I was rooting for her to just like make make the best decision here. Do the thing that you need to do. It's like, please um, beat and me then... I don't want to talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just, uh, she had a couple shots on one of my T70s and uh, uh, just, she whiffed, just blanked out. Oh. And so it's like yeah. hoping the dice screw you. You're like, yeah. I hope we played like the best game possible and the dice just annihilate. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so we could both go home blameless. Yeah. Right. It, oh, it would, it would have been great. But uh, mm. unfortunately, the, the dice gods favored me that day. Yeah. My wife is yeah. super competitive. She plays board games all the time with me, and she beats me at everything else. So I'm just kind of glad she doesn't play X-wing. Yeah, <laughs> she just tos and and you know gives us all a hard time while, while we're playing, which is fun too. <laughs> um, all right, well we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a little break here and talk, kick it over to the Florida news desk, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. This week in Florida. Wearing a baseball cap, gloves, and it seems nothing else, a Florida man burglarized a Little League concession stand in Dunedin earlier this month. The Pinellas County Sheriff's Office is now asking for help in identifying the man, who Greater Dunedin Little League President Susan Semidicolis said caused about $5,000 in damages. According to the Sheriff's Office, the man broke into a concession stand at Fisher Field in Dunedin on April 7th around 4 a.m. Surveillance footage provided to the Tampa Bay Times by Semidicolis shows the naked man rummaging through the stand. Semitocolis said he stole cash donations to volunteers, a cash box containing $250, and three surveillance cameras. Semitocolis said the man gained entry by prying a door with a crowbar and breaking through a gate, but not before he broke the lock on a gate covering a sliding glass window and, unsuccessfully, trying to climb through. Before he left, he also took a package of hot dogs. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. And uh, we are going to talk about some Wave 4 spoilers that came out today on the uh, the FFG live stream. So they played a game with uh, with some of the new stuff, and uh, they showed off some of the cards, some of the stuff that was a little bit hidden before in the, in the previous spread, so we can kind of read it all the way. And uh, we're going to uh, go over that and uh, get our initial thoughts on it. So the first card in here is um, it's the Escape... Uh, uh, what is it called? The resistance transport pod. So it's just the just the pod itself, because uh, the ship can break into two pieces, and have um, and they have different characteristics and different dials, and, and you know w depending on which one you want to use um, in your in your particular game. So uh, the first one up here is uh, initiative three Rose Tycho. Um, so this is just the pod itself. Uh, the pod has uh, two attack dice, two agility, three hull, and one shield. Uh, it's got uh, a white focus action, <clears throat> a uh, red target lock, a red barrel roll, and a red jam action. So action-wise, it's pretty limited. Um, you know, that's a, that's a lot of red over there. And uh, But Rose's ability is that while you defend or perform an attack, you may reroll up to one of your results for each other friendly ship in the attack arc. Um, so seems like a cute ability. It's good to have uh, good to have some rerolls. It's really um, weird not being reciprocal. Like the, yeah. the arc that you're getting attacked at is not the arc you're attacking out of. So like there's yeah. in the same turn there's theoretically different numbers that you're re-rolling for attack and defense. Yeah, yeah, it is a little 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 strange in that regard. So I, I think primarily primarily this is gonna be for defensive purposes. With only two dice, it's you know, it's not, yeah, it's not doing like, a ton of damage. And you're probably not gonna put a lot of, a lot of upgrades on on her in order to make her do a lot of damage. So um but for defensively that could be good. Um and there's obviously this thing has a crew has has she, some sort of crew capacity because um, they they were using a crew slot. Uh, okay, I was, I was about to say like it feels weird having a defensive capability on this thing because why would you shoot at it in the first place? Yeah, I mean, especially it, like one based on like other ships being anywhere near it. Where let's face it, yeah, like why are you shooting at this if something else is in the game? Yeah, yeah, I mean it's definitely a crew carrier, um, and it's 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 a support support ship. So, um, Carlos, Ken, what do you guys uh, make of this card or make of the ship in general? I think you described it best as cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a micro machine. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is uh, it's tiny. I, it's very tiny. I, I have such a hard time um, until we we have points, really figuring out, even attempting to figure out a, a place for this. Um, I, with with two attack, two agility, uh, I I don't know that it's going to see a lot of play. Unless it's a crew carrier, dirt cheap, and an even better way to get Leia. Or wait, it's not even it's, Rebel. Yeah, it's, it's, resistance. Yeah, no, yeah, it's resistance. <laughs> Leia. So, well, there, there is a resistance Leia coming out in this set, right? We've seen uh, that in the, yeah, the fan yeah. out. Yeah, I think. I, I don't know so. if it's a pilot or a crew or whatever. It's probably a crew. It'll probably be a crew, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The, the crew um, that they were showing off with this was um, uh, GA97, GA um, which is pretty it's weird uh, so it got weird dude. yeah it got weird here so it's got five charges um that uh are recurring and it has uh, a calculate action built into it so the ship does gain a white calculate action for for carrying it uh and then during setup uh before placing forces you may spend three to five charges if you do choose another friendly ship and assign the it's the resistance condition to it um so so without do we know what that does? Yeah, yeah, okay, it's in here. Good, good. Um basically did they where is it in here? Here it is. Uh scroll down a yeah, couple I see more. It. So um 
so start so basically during setup once you receive this it's the resistance card you start in reserve so um the ship that has the condition on it starts in reserve uh when you deploy you're placed within range one of the table edge and beyond range three of any enemy ship at the start of the round if all of the friendly ga 97's charges are active you must deploy then remove this card after the friendly ga 97 uh, ship is destroyed, you must deploy, then gain one disarm token and remove this card. So the reason the the reason that the tokens are recurring is that's it's essentially the counter. So once so every round the counter goes off and you get to choose between either three to five rounds to wait before this extra ship is gonna pop itself onto the board. Um, uh, I mean huh. I guess I'll start in this one because I'm gonna say the worst things about it. Yeah go ahead. Uh <laughs> This is complicated, which I never like, and if it's any good at all, it seems broken and stupid. Like, I think it just sucks, but if it's any good, like, I don't... You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, this isn't that dissimilar, I guess, from Morallo's, uh ability. Um, I've never heard of that. Yeah, you have. You tried to build a list with it, Joe. Yeah, that was on our segment called Joe, What the Hell Are You Thinking? It was on one of the earlier episodes. Go back and listen to them yeah. all multiple times if you can. Yeah, right. You got time. Uh, just put them on a loop. Um, the other thing I want to point out about this thing, because I want to say not nice things about it, because I don't like weird. I love that it gives you a calculate, because they put it right next to like that pod. Like The one thing that pod does that it doesn't suck shit at is focusing. So yeah. like, what if you just gave it a shittier way to do the one thing it's good at? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's not, not exactly... Uh, uh, hurting my nerves. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is this is the type of upgrade that um, I, I approach everything kind of as a competitive player. That's that's yeah. what I do. Um, I'm not playing thematic stuff at home. Um, this is fun, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I I don't see a place for it in. You know, if somebody brings this into a system open, I'm like, okay, so I have. Uh, five rounds where I don't have to worry about one of your ships. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah right. Um, <laughs> you've limited your firepower, so we'll uh, maybe it's free. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I, mean, I maybe, think that's uh, still too much. Yeah, I mean, I could maybe see it using it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's free. Uh, maybe at three. Maybe just doing the three tokens, and because you can stall for three rounds. You know, like you can probably try to set up an engagement that's three three rounds into the game. Five rounds into the game, you're not stalling anymore. You're, you know, you're. You're pretty deep into it, and you've probably lost a turn of firepower on that ship. So three rounds, you may be able to make that work where you can get it to pop into the board at just the right time and from an unexpected angle or something that they just can't really cover. But uh, that's that's really kind of, you know, from a competitive standpoint, yeah, it's prob- probably not. But you never know. You know, hard, hard to uh. say for sure until, until, until you see it on the... Uh, on the table, but uh, like I said, it feels like one of those things. Like if if somebody figures out a way to like really make this work, and it's like super, you know, if they find out why it exists at all, <laughs> I feel like that's going to be the moment. I was like, oh, that's actually really broken, and I hate this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, it'll come out with some dumb comment. It doesn't Who feel knows? like it could be fair. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, it, it, might, it might be one of those cards that kind of sits there and lurks for a long time that nobody plays, and then something comes out that just sets it off, and it's like, oh, that's really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so also, uh, so they showed, you know, obviously you have the larger version of the uh, Resistance Transport, uh, the full transport, and um, so that ship has a uh, two attack dice as well. It only has one evade. It has five hull, and it has three shields. So it's considerably beefier, um, having eight overall health instead of, I think, four or whatever it was in the other one. And um, it has white focus, white target lock, uh, red coordinate, and red jam. 
Um, so uh, this is definitely a you know beefier ship. Um, also a crew carrier. Um, it's got coordinate on there, so you know you could see um, putting tactical officer on there to get it, make it white, um, so that you can you can really kind of coordinate with it. Um, depends on how many crew slots it has. Because like, if it, it only has one crew slot, I don't think I'm playing this just to like fill that crew slot well, with something that gives it a purpose. Yeah, it, well, it depends on the points. Uh, if it's cheap enough, just this thing with a tactical officer will be good. If it's cheap yes. enough, if it's too uh, any, if it's too expensive, <clears throat> then no. Any list, or as we've seen, you know, uh, with the U-Wings for Rebels, with the Escape Craft for Scum, any list with a coordinate ship that is cheap. I mean, even the U-Wing isn't cheap, but, you, you know, like... It, yeah, but it has a chance. The ship is always, always has a chance to benefit the list. Yeah. I mean, does Resistance already have a coordinate ship, or is that... No. No. This is the first yeah. one. This <laughs> is... Yeah, this is, this is the one. So, um... And that and that's a lot of people have been you know waiting for this um, for with for resistance because because uh, it, it hasn't had a coordinator so you know giving it giving the the faction something they can coordinate is um, will create a lot more uh, I think list opportunities and diversity. I'll but, allow it then. Yeah, that's my blessing. <laughs> so um, so yeah, so you also have in here you also have the uh, okay here's one of the pilots for that thing. Um, I, Pamich Nero Goody? Sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a Twi'lekian. Yeah, um, I don't you know. have to pronounce it with the head wiggles. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this is uh, an initiative three, and it says, uh, while you have two or fewer stress tokens, you may execute red maneuvers even while stressed. Um, now, the dial for this thing uh, does have, well, at least the pod did. I, haven't, I don't know if I've seen the dial for the full-size one, but the, the pod had um, reverse maneuvers and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stuff stuff to look cool. out for. Cool. Um, now, uh, see, there's a crew in here too that they showed off. Um, Kadel Conics, which I th think was supposed to be. I think is this is supposed to be um, uh, the character that uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter played in. In the yes, in I think Jedi. from looking at it from across the room that it looks like the Russian chick from Dodgeball. It does kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but again, I've been wrong more than twice in a day on numerous occasions. <laughs> and uh, Kadel's ability is uh, after you reveal your dial, you may set your dial to a basic maneuver of the next higher speed. After you execute that maneuver, increase its difficulty. So, you know, you can plug in a one and then make it a two instead, and, and it becomes red, or, well, it becomes either white or red, depending on where it started. Um, you know, it's, it's, another, it's another maneuver trick ability similar to, you know, um, was it? Uh, I don't even know what they call it anymore. It was like navigator. Season navigator. Yeah, yeah. Season navigator. Now. I mean, those things have um, never really seen any competitive play. They've never, uh, they've never really seemed to work as well as you want them as to. you want them to. Um, I think they always have enough restrictions on. It's not like you can make it any maneuver. It's just you know a speed change. The so. only thing. Well, place so, to see this one. Oh, my, Carlos, my friend. So yeah, hold on a second though, because there are some funky stuff you can do with this. There is uh, some weird stuff you can do with this. Yeah. Yeah. It got so weird, didn't one it? of them is, um, I think, like you mentioned, one of these ships has a two reverse. <laughs> yeah. That means you can switch a two reverse to a three straight. Yeah. Um. So that's, I mean, that, that's a pretty significant, you know, difference in mm -hmm. where you can end up. Yeah. Um. And then obviously you can set up a K turn, and then change it to a, a straight instead of a maneuver. 
Um, so for like the Falcon, that that could be pretty let's say, yeah. So in case like it was blocked or something like that, you can just say, you know what, I'm going to change it to a straight maneuver so I don't get... Well, you're going to get stressed anyways, but yeah. you see what I'm getting I mean, at? You, know, you can't can go beyond red, right? Instead. No, no. So if it's already red, it's... So it's like if you did a Segnar loop and that was going to get blocked and that was going to be you know catastrophic, you could just make it a 4K instead. No, because it has to be a basic maneuver. So it, it, ha- it can just be... It can only be like a normal... Straight banks or That's kind of a newer terminology, but basically, <laughs> it's it's just it's just the normal template maneuvers, not no spinning around or doing any K-turny, sloopy. Uh, yeah, straight straight stuff. banks or turns, basically. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but uh, you learn something new, not about Wyoming every day. Yeah, <laughs> Wyoming is a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then Our the next other four interviews all people from Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, right. We're gonna yeah, Ken. We're, we need all your Wyoming buddies. Come on, we just need to actually you're not like, yeah. literally like you're not. <laughs> oh sure, uh, I, I've got some guys up here for sure. <laughs> we just need to teach Joe about Wyoming. Uh, oh, it's a wonderful place. We're gonna do a whole podcast just on on Wyoming and teaching Joe about it. Well, That'll be fine. I'm well, actually trying you know to segue this real. show into a travel show and <laughs> subtly every week. Um, so the uh, uh, the other card that came out, or another one they showed off here, which we knew was coming back, but we couldn't see all of it before, was Auto Blasters. Uh, so like mm. the uh, cannon slot, Auto Blasters. And um, it is a uh, two attack die cannon uh, that works out of the front arc only. Um, it's a range one to two. And it says, during the attack, if the defender is in your bullseye arc, you roll one additional die. During the neutralize results step, if you are not in the defender's front arc, uh, evade results do not cancel crits. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, they they made it a little bit, you know, compared to the old, the old one. Where the old one was just straight up, like, you have to, um, you know, just two dice. And it just, you just couldn't evade hits ever against it. So with this, it was also range one too, wasn't it? Um, was it range one only? Yeah, uh, it was range one only. Okay, yes. it was, uh, the Auto Blaster turret was range one to two, wasn't? It? Or yeah. no, that was range one only too, actually. Yeah, yeah, both was. range one. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so this has a little more versatility. It's because uh, it goes out to range two now. It um, it has some dice variable uh, variants to it. So you get the range one bonus with it. So you can get three dice just for being just for it being a range one shot. And then if you bullseye, it makes it four dice. Um, you can also add a marksmanship on there, and you can guarantee one of those crits. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then the and then the other part of it is they 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 also added in some flying ability to it in the sense that like with the old auto blaster, you know, it was just you couldn't just you couldn't evade hits. Now, if if as a defender you have some options, yeah. So as long as you have is as long as you're also pointed at that ship, um, I guess you still get to you still get to cancel. The crit results, so it, it, it adds in a little the element of, and this is kind of what always what bothered me with the old auto blasters was I, I always I never really like anything that just takes all flying or kind of flying and decision making out of out of the game, and um, so the the old auto blasters were kind of like that. They didn't get used a whole lot, but they they did have they, they were expensive oh. and limited on things they could go on, and to get that range one shot. I mean, what yeah. what high pilot skill things were you? Really well, they showed up on? on ghosts. I I, I had yeah, to, I was gonna I had say to play. there was oh, I forgot ghosts meta thing. was yeah, right? super gross. abusive. They yeah, they were very abusive and for a little bit on the ghosts. Um, and I, I played one in a uh, was in, it the turret or the actual blaster? The turret. Oh, okay. Yeah, I played one in <laughs> the um in the uh, the first Adepticon system open in 2016, the one I traveled up there for, 
and it was like the last round of Swiss, and I need, I needed to win to get in. And I'm flying triple aces. I was flying like Sunter, Karner, and uh, the Inquisitor. And I run into a ghost list with, with an auto blaster turret, and I'm like, oh god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and I I did I somehow pulled that game out. I I it was it was kind of crazy. Like I managed to get the my three aces into like a cycle where nobody was ever in range one. So basically, like, oh, but I, I only ever had like two shots at a time. But they were like cycling in and out. Just that game like, sounds like a ton of fun. It was, <laughs> like, it was weird because I'm just like I'm just doing like these big cycle circles around this thing to like avoid that range one bubble. And <laughs> yeah, they used to have uh, auto blaster, accuracy corrector, and then yeah, Zen, that was it. Yeah, the one that you can shoot things that were touching you. Yeah. So it was just like the ghost yeah, would just, just throw in and way. block you, and then yeah. you die. Yeah. For about the last year, or first edition, uh, I was running the. The NIM with the accuracy corrector, auto blaster turret. Yeah. Um, just because that it was too good. You um, I like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got aces. That. I'm just gonna park next to you. Hope for the best. Um, what hope this for the best? More... Accuracy corrector. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you, you... <laughs> hope I have more this... than two hole left. <laughs> yep. This uh, this looks more fair. Yeah. Um, this is the first of those of those kind of. Um, of those cannons where there's definitely a benefit for lining up that um, bullseye arc, but it doesn't depend on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to see that. Cause like right now, um, heavy laser cannon is just largely unusable. There's a few places for it that are, that are great. Yeah. Um, but I this, th this allows you to get some use out of the auto blaster, but still reward lining up that arc. I, I think it's, I like what faction's in because I do feel like Poe is actually probably going to get some mileage out of this. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I, th yeah. I think yeah, uh, I think Poe will find some use for this. Actually, this is the I've been I've I've been waiting for a, a cannon to come out that may be worthwhile on the uh, on the um, T seventies. No, 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 on the um, the Upsilon shuttle um, because they have that built-in ability that everybody forgets even exists because they're they having four attack dice. So like, yeah, why are we gonna play yeah. over four attack so dice? So now you could you can put this on on a uh, an Upsilon and potentially get a five five attack die shot. You know that uh, uh, I mean you got to bullseye something at range one in your in your front arc there, but um, it's it's got potential depending on the price. If it's cheap enough, it might be the kind of thing you can throw on a uh, an upsilon if uh, if you so choose. But Carlos, pop quiz: the upsilon's ship ability is. Wait, what? Does the upsilon have a ship ability? Yes, it does have a ship ability. That's why I said everybody forgets about it. Yeah, I know what it is clearly, Carlos. I'm quizzing you. <laughs> Oh my god! How do I not remember it? <laughs> it's the it's, it's the linked battery. I think it's called. It's the. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's all I forgot about that. So that's a thing. I forgot too. Oh man! Uh, everybody forgets about it because there's not a single cannon worthwhile to put on the thing. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky. I have not forgotten. Yeah. Um. So, all right. So that was what was going on in the Rebel Transport. Moving on to the Naboo N1 Starfighter. Um, they, that Padme? Yeah, that's Padme. Padme's flying? Padme's flying. So they showed off, uh, they showed off Padme. Um, she's an Initiative 4. Um, this ship has two attack die, front arc, uh, two evade, uh, three hull and two shields. It's, it's not the sturdiest thing you ever saw. No, no. I mean, it's it's uh, I mean, it's like a um, I mean, it's fairly similar to a uh, what's it called uh, a uh, tie advanced. Um, yeah. So 
It has uh, a white focus, a white target lock, a white barrel roll, and a white boost action. Uh, and then it has the full throttle built-in ship ability. It says after you fully execute a speed three to five maneuver, you may perform an evade action, which is a great ability. Obviously, it's on the defenders already. Um, and so that's, that's just a great thing, a great ability to have in general. Um, free, free evades are never a bad thing. Um, and then Padme's ability is while an enemy ship in your front arc defends or performs an attack, that ship can modify only one focus result. Uh, other results can still be modified. So, I you know a little def little little bit of a uh, of a defensive ability there, just um, you know keeping uh, you know, you know preventing them from being able to um, modify all their attack dice against you if they roll a bunch of focus or modify all their defense dice against you. So it kind of kind of cuts both ways. Um, uh, I don't know. What do you guys make of this one? Um, this yeah, it's a great ability. Uh, this is. This is kind of a bit of a trend I think we're starting to see. Um, lower attack value, lower agility, so the overall chassis ain't that great. Um, but these pilot abilities are are pretty strong. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll see how it works out. Uh, but the other pieces that you'd put around something like this are going to have to hit hard on their own. Yeah. Um, Which is weird because I don't know that the Republic has a whole bunch of what I would consider to be hard-hitting ships currently, well, but... They, put a they Delta don't. Delta 7B on a, an adult, an Aether Sprite, and they'll hit hard. Yeah. Yeah, the Delta 7B Aether Sprites definitely hit, can definitely hit pretty hard. Um, and this, and the, um, the Arcs can hit real hard, too, especially when you put the, um, uh, the 7th Fleet Gunner on there, where you can, can add attack. And especially with Sinker. And yeah. Flutter. Yeah, and Sinker. Sinker and Cousin Flutter. Yeah. Um, you know, the only thing I really have to say about this is I may not remember the movie very well because I think that ship's backwards. Which way does that thing fly? I don't think you remember the movie very well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the pointy end went towards the enemy. Uh, it's like a sword. No. No. No, no you're, th you're probably no. thinking of the big, the bigger ship that they f flew to Tatooine. Uh, the Queen's Royal Starship? Yeah. Are we getting yes. a Rick Ole in this game? I don't know. It'll be the first time he's in an FFG game. Yeah, it would be. I like Rick Goley. Yeah. Um, so let's see. What else do I have in here? So there's a uh, here's a Republic-only astromech, uh, R2-C4. Oh, he better blow up. Yeah. While you perform an attack, you may spend one evade token to change one focus result to a hit. I like Whoa. That yeah, that's pretty damn good with this ship that gets free evades. <laughs> that, that feels good on the whole. Yeah. Yeah, that feels pretty decent. Um, so that's the front, eh? Yeah, that's the front. Man. You were just looking at it backwards this whole time. Maybe it was just because of all the spinning uh, Anakin was doing. You just couldn't <laughs> orient, orientate yourself. <laughs> oh, he did fly one of those, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Ugh. I mean, uh, have to go back and see that. Speaking of. Speaking of, next up on the list, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, so he's also an initiative four because he's like, you know, eight or whatever when he flies this thing. Uh, before you reveal your maneuver, you may spend one force charge to barrel roll. Uh, this is not an action, so that's a neat trick. Yeah, yeah. So you get to do a, <laughs> a you get to do an advanced, you know, advanced sensor barrel roll kind of a thing, and then you get to move, and then you can barrel roll again if you still need to. So um, you can get a lot of interesting lateral movement. And I actually watched some of the game uh, that they were playing with this, and there was one point where um, he didn't quite pull it off 
right, but it was an, it was you could see where it would be a neat trick where he did the advanced uh, you know barrel <laughs> roll. You really just do that. What? Said it was a neat trick. Yeah, it was a neat trick. <laughs> it was a neat trick. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty neat trick. Yeah, it's yeah. spinning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He got he's, he's like, let's let's uh, let's spin. Let's see how that works. Um, oh. So he barrel rolls ahead of time, and then he does like a soft like a bank three in, and then barrel rolls again, which he didn't quite get out of the arc. I think that's what he's aiming for, but it just didn't quite work. But there's definitely some times where where you can do that to get you know get that lateral movement and move move yourself over and just kind of arc dodge something that way. Um, I mean, just something as simple as just a one straight, right? You can just barrel, yeah, one straight barrel. That's like like a D cloak almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's crazy. Um, it's it's better than a D cloak because you can oh, you can is. split. It's either you can go further laterally, yeah, or you can basically just Come. sidestep. Uh, an asteroid or, or or whatever you're trying to get around um that that could be good yeah i think my favorite yeah. part about this ship is that i won't play it so someone else will and i can shoot it and kill it <laughs> yeah. um, I, agree. I, I hate everything about the ship <laughs> and, 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 yeah anakin this is why your mom didn't even try to stop you when you left because you saw <laughs> dark yeah oh. take that little orphan annie <laughs> uh anakin does have one uh one recurring force charge so uh obviously for his ability there and um if you choose not to use his ability you can use it for a focus so uh the dial on this thing's pretty good too uh it's very solid it's not nothing spectacular but it's got um three talent rolls and then it basically has every other possible basic maneuver except for a hard one um so it just doesn't have uh yeah it just doesn't have the hard ones and uh, the, the what is it? The uh, straight two, straight three, bank two, and bank three are all blue. Um, so it's pretty fast to obviously be able to make use of the full throttle. Um, it has a boost, uh, so it can make use of it that way. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty versatile little ship. Um, it's going to be interesting to to see how, what the point cost on this is and how it fits in with the rest of the with the rest of the Republic. Um, if these guys are cheap enough. Um, you know, you, you could see some of them getting stuck in with uh, with some Jedi. Um, you know, I know everybody. You know, a lot of you're seeing a lot of the double Jedi, double double V nineteen style lists. I, I imagine it'll be, it's going to be. It's definitely going to be more expensive than the V nineteen, but um, yeah, the base one. You know, I'm thinking you may, maybe, maybe like you do double Jedi, Jedi in one of these. It feels weird because it feels like it's. You know, there's a lot of differences, but it feels like it has that same role as the the Jedi Starfighter. I don't know. Uh, a little bit. I mean, it's, it's it's certainly a flanking piece, and yeah, it can be. It's not as good at it as the uh, you know Anakin. It's a great blocker. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it medium base or small base? It's a small. Um, so yeah, so it's a uh, it's an interesting little ship. Um, also in this one, they uh, he was uh, he was rocking the uh, plasma torpedoes on uh, on Anakin, in his, in this particular list. So. The plasma torpedoes are back. Um, they are now a three attack dice out of the front arc, range two to three. They have two non-recurring charges. Um, they're attack target lock, so you have to have a target lock in order to fire them. Uh, you spend one charge during the neutralize result step. Crit results are canceled before hit results. After this attack hits, the defender loses one shield. So, um, you know, still... T- gets rid of the extra shield the, the way the old plasmas did. Um, I think they learned their lesson and made this thing a uh, made this thing three attack instead of a four attack like the old plasmas. Um, that being able to strip five shields off of a fat ship in one shot was 
pretty disgusting back in the day. <laughs> um, so this kind of mitigates that a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, plasmas are back. So there's another torpedo option there. Um, we'll see where the points, point costs fall on these, you know, if, if these are the kind of things that, that can replace the proton torpedoes um, or become another, a, a different option now that the, port, the protons are 12 points. So um, see, those, see those back on the table. All right, so next up we have the Hyena-class droid bomber. Um, and they showed off uh, DBS-404, which is a four initiative. So this ship has uh, two front, di uh, front arc attack dice, two evades, and five hull. Uh, it's got a calculate, white calculate action, a white target lock action, uh, a barrel roll into a red linked target lock action, and a red reload action. Uh, and then it has the same network calculations ability built in that the vultures have. So, um, so yeah, so it can work with, uh, with your vulture swarm if you want to stick one of these, stick one of these in there. Um, and then this particular one's ability is you can perform primary attacks at range zero. While you perform an attack at range zero to one, you must roll one additional die. After the attack hits, suffer one crit damage. Well, that's yeah. weird. That is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Seems pretty good to me. What a DB. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're going to cripple yourself just to get off an extra attack dice. Uh, it's not like it has shields or anything to absorb it the first yeah. round. Um. I mean, he's, he could be a, you know, at a, at a PS4, you can use him in a block as a blocker in a lot of different matchups. Um, if you can, if you can block an ace and then use him to, and then also be able to fire at it with an extra die, it's probably worth it taking the crit. <laughs> I mean, the real question is, does, do we, there's probably a smart thinking assumption of whether these can carry missiles or uh, torps. Uh, well, I mean, they're bombers. They're going to be able to carry. They're going to be able to carry a, a bunch of ordnance. I'm sure. Do you think it'll be missiles or, or torps, or uh, both? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's both. But this well, is only the for energy primary shell attacks. chargers. Are, are well, I'm just saying, like the energy shell launchers are already recharge themselves, don't they? It's like the well, they have a reload action. It's like the reload on this seems crappier than that. Well, it is. It's a red one. So if you if you bring the energy shells, you can just you would just use its reload action as opposed to this reload action. Yeah, I still like paying points for stuff I'm going to use. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, I think the you know this this could this this guy in particular could be maybe kind of an interesting blocker uh, piece to kind of deal with some aces. But um, yeah, you'd have to you have to pick your spots with that with that attack uh, when, when you're actually kind of a kamikaze yeah, tactic sure. with it. Um, absolutely. And it, yeah, it'll, it'll punch hard. Um, I, I just don't, I don't see, well, if I'd have had it against Kylo on Sunday, I'd yeah. be happy. So <laughs> I'd like it better. I take it back. It's good. great. I'd like it better if I could just like throw him out there, get my focus and then dare him to run into me. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah. you can do, it's like uh, if I'm the one running into him, I'm less stoked about that. Well, with network, with network calculations there, I mean, you, even if it's a lower pilot skill thing, and and you and you it blocks you, and you run into it, then oh, yeah, you still true. get to shoot it, and and you can get a, and you can get a calculate from one of your buddies. Right, fair enough. So yeah, it's a possibility. And you um, can do barrel roll link to a target lock, and then use your calculation tokens from the other ships. Yeah, to do a fully modded shot. Yeah, I feel like I might just be happy to have like five hull on one of those things that can carry an energy shell launchers. Because I don't really like having the energy shell launchers on something that's as easy to kill as yeah. so quickly. What we do. Yeah. Yep. What we do. All right, so uh, so next up in here, and this is uh, this is the one that's already stirring stirring the, the controversy pot <laughs> online, is uh, the electro proton bomb. 
um, and this is a so this is a unique uh, or limited bomb. Um, so it goes in the device slot, uh, and it also uses the modification slot. So it's fairly costly from a from a opportunity cost perspective to even use this thing. Um, it does also require you to have a reload action, so that limits the uh, what ships it can go on. It is not faction specific, so we could see this show up um, in factions outside of the separatists. So something to keep in mind. Um, but this has one charge, non-recurring. During the system phase, you may spend one charge to drop an electro-proton bomb with the one straight template, then place one fuse marker on that device. Uh, this card cannot. Uh, this card's charge cannot be recovered. So there's so no you way have to, to get, have reload, one, but you can't use it. Yes. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's a little weird in that remark. But they have to limit this thing because when I read you what it does, you're gonna, yeah. So I mean, it does what all the enemas do, right? Because that's what it looks like. Yeah. So, uh, so the electro proton bomb is at the end of the activation phase. This device device detonates. When this device detonates, each ship at range zero to two rolls four attack dice. Each ship loses one shield for each blank result, gains one ion token for each focus or hit result, and gains one disarm token for each crit result. So, <laughs> it's uh... an intense. There's a there's a lot of terrible combinations of things that can happen to you. <laughs> Do you remove all disarm tokens or one? You remove all disarm tokens. Okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. You have like multiple. The disarms aren't actually that all that bad. Like the disarms, I'd probably I would actually probably be praying for crits uh, in this, uh, depending on, on on your ship. If you if you don't have any shields left, then you're then you're praying praying for blanks. But if you've got shields still, you're you're praying for those crits probably. But <laughs> um, the ion tokens, yeah. I mean, the ion tokens are obviously terrible. Um, you know, it's. Zero to two seems like there's not another bomb that's that range. No, it? no, I've never seen a bomb with a two two range before. So I think get in your fat Han uh, love now because uh, yeah, <laughs> this thing's gonna be like murder death kill to that. Yeah, although fat Han can reroll all that stuff, but I don't know if you're, you're not rerolling it. Oh, rerolling yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing happy going on there. It's all bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, the one thing I don't know if you mentioned it. This one does have a new mechanic on it. Um, the fuse on it yeah, so yeah it, it doesn't detonate of, that yeah yeah it doesn't detonate that first round it's actually like the second round that it finally pops so you uh, have time to you do have time to, to bug okay. out yeah. yeah okay i was wondering about that because it said it on the card itself but in like the rules pamphlet it didn't specify what the fuse token did i was assuming that's what it did but i didn't it didn't really specify it and and how it's they, the they probably page. talked about it on the stream but i didn't see that part it's I, and I, I think that's i think that's what i saw yeah, yeah. um and that yeah, makes the sense. new rules. Fuse marker. Next, yeah, the next page down. Okay, yeah, there, there we go. Fuse marker. Can you use this thing with the predator? No, mm-hmm. what's the thing called? The, not the predator. What's the the tie fire with the four things? The Punisher. Punisher. Yes, yeah. yes. Can you yes. you lob this thing with it? Is there any like stupid uh, way, like trajectory <laughs> simulator this thing way the hell out in front of you or any? Yes. Um, yes, you can. Yeah. There's no. Oh, no, 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 because uh, the... No, actually, you're right. I, I have no I idea. Like, I literally don't know. And Like, this is, like, the thing where I quiz Carlos and ask him the thing I don't know. No, I, I think that... Uh, I think you can do that. And by no means am I suggesting that's good or that you should do it. I'm just curious. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think it'd be funny. Everybody <laughs> yeah. wants to do it. It's like, just joust to do that and see what happens. Yeah. Watch I mean, them scatter like rats. Yeah, I mean, I guess, the, I guess the, the one good thing going here is that it's got that fuse token on it, which... Which does give you that opportunity to get away, to get away from it. You essentially have two turns to run away from it, as opposed to just one. Hmm. Um, wait, which wait, is can you something. Do, can you can you do nim shenanigans with this thing too? Well, where you can just hold it onto the table. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, mm. I would imagine. Sure. Pick and choose when it de- detonates. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't. I don't know if you could stop the fuse, but you could definitely stop it detonating based on everything I've seen. So, um, yeah, that could be. That could be fun. I, I love Nim. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn to love him. This will be. I'm going to call the list Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. So, yeah, Nim. <laughs> Nim will be, as be able to, to carry it. <laughs> Uh, because he doesn't have a reload action, but uh, Y one can. Oh yeah. Yeah, Y one should be able to do it just fine. Yeah, so so Nim wouldn't be able to carry it himself, but somebody something else could, and then he can and then he can hold it on the field. Huh? It is There's a bomb, yeah. yeah. And it wouldn't, yeah, it, and yeah, but, bomb keyword. Yeah, based on his uh, ability, he wouldn't be able to stop the fuse token, but he would be able to stop it from actually detonating. Could be a nice oh shit button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh crap! I Rage really thought I was going to get away from this thing, but I didn't I, get away from my own bomb. <laughs> I, I wasn't excited about this one. This is the one I, I did see pop up while I was at work today. Uh, but now that I'm, I'm thinking through it with Nim and a Y wing. Um, Th- this could be, be disruptive wacky. in a really yeah. inter- entertaining way. Yeah, um, well, it's gonna be funny because like so many people are used to like, oh yeah, you drop the bomb and you do it one straight, and, you, and you're out of your, you're, you're away from your bomb. Uh, not with this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you better you better commit to getting away from your own bomb. <laughs> Man, um, that's gonna be weird. Yeah, or if you try to trajectory simulator this and you just throw it out in front of you. Um, and forget. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have a, you have a hard time. Like you're really gonna have to veer away from this thing. <laughs> this thing's gonna be as dangerous to the to the to the to its owner. They still have like a dead man switch. Like I want to like just put it out there and then land out at myself with a dead man switch and just go full ham on everybody. <laughs> well, it won't kill you because it doesn't have any way to. Oh, it only uh, it only, it only shields. It, yeah, it doesn't do any actual damage. It it uh, it just strips shields. So I would think they would kill you in retribution. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You brought this mess. So, anyways, that's it for the uh, the the spoilers from uh, today's stream. Um, you know, lots of interesting little stuff, and uh, we'll see what uh, what all this stuff ends up bringing to the Republican separatist metas, respectively, and beyond. Even with some of these things that can be used other places. But uh, the other thing we want to talk about is uh, there was a lot of information put out. Uh, this was this came out. This was from Chris Allen, right in the uh, in the crates, Carlos. Yeah. Yeah. So th- they put together um, really just an incredibly detailed amount of information about the uh, the the extended and hyperspace meta um, that's come out of you know tournaments for the past uh, about month, I guess. So. Um, so there's a lot of different events in here, especially in hyperspace. There's a, you know, there's a lot of hyperspace events in here, and then there's the four, the four, the past four system opens, um, and uh, there's just a, a, a ton of useful data. I'll I'll put the link to the uh, to these spreadsheets into the show description for anybody who wants to go out and look at this data themselves. Um, but Carlos has looked it over, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna give us a little bit of a breakdown. So Carlos, take it away. Um, I, I guess it really depends on, you know, what kind of information you want to imagine is relevant here. Um, you know, so are you looking at specific ships that you want to fly or a specific faction? What's performing well? What's not? Um, one of the things that kind of surprised me a little bit, uh, I guess looking at it from the system open stuff mm-hmm. was how... 
Rebels aren't actually performing that well. It's just there's the a lot total of total abundance of lists of people flying Rebels, mainly probably Rebel Beef, um, that obviously, you know, through six rounds, some of them have to make the cut. Do you, you know, they, yeah. they knock each other out, they play each other, eventually, you know, some flip to the top. Um, so that was just kind of surprising to me because I, you know, I, I imagine Rebel Beef just like, oh man, it's such a tough list. And really, to be honest, I, I think we kind of saw it a little bit at our tournament at uh, Orlando. It was just there was such an abundance of, of people playing it that eventually, you know, some of them were going to finish four and two and, and five and one and stuff. So yeah, um, just some some that uh, kind of stood out to me. Uh, another one that kind of stood out was. Uh, and this is system open stuff that I'm looking at, mainly because, you know, since we're prepping for the system open, it, it was interesting to look at. Uh, First Order and Galactic Republic. Um, both very underrepresented as far as total lists. Yeah. But in their own fashion, they are actually making cuts at a little bit of a higher rate. And I think we talked about this a little bit earlier with uh, Kylo Ren, stuff like that. Um People that fly that 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 ship or people that fly first order, they that's all they fly. So mm-hmm. um, obviously, um, with those reps and that and that that kind of experience, uh, they're going to perform a little bit better. Uh, and Galactic Republic being fairly new, I think people are underestimating the Delta Seven Bs. Yeah, um, they're doing really well. Anakin, um, and then there's some also kind of swarmy lists that you can play. We talked about that last week, so. That's just uh, some, some interesting stuff. Resistance, uh, pretty low as far as making the cut, uh, which is also kind of surprising, you know, because, you know, you, you think of the five A-wings being really good or, or resistant fives and Poe Dameron and all that stuff, but um, just not as as high performing as uh, I thought there would be. Yeah. Uh, so that was just kind of the general breakdown. Obviously, Scum's there at the bottom, and mm-hmm. good for oh, Ken obviously. bringing that. Well, uh, <laughs> well separate is Ken bringing the, the Scum bottom, list but... to uh, to System Open and, and going six and zero with it because uh, right now it's a there's some few options there. So <laughs> those are some of the interesting well, points that I saw. It and that's um, I, I think a lot of what you said is is absolutely correct and. And mirrors what I saw in Denver over this last weekend. Um, Rebel beef is is everywhere, uh, and and those players are going to spend a good chunk of a tournament uh, beating up on each other, um, and so that that will kind of depress the overall uh, cut ratio, uh, you know. And then and then you look at things like uh, uh, the list that I brought to Denver. One other guy brought it. Uh, combined eleven and one. <laughs> um, uh, results, but we we never saw the lists that depressed our our turnout. Really, uh, we didn't come across uh, each other, which was a very real concern um, that I, I had all day. I was like, I don't know what to do against the mirror match, um, and so these lists, as they become more prevalent, uh, their their rate of making the cut will drop because of of um, cannibalizing each other. As well as you know, just um, not everybody can play every list to a high level. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, absolutely. 
I've uh, I've kind of built my life on taking all the wrong lessons from all of my life experiences. So we've been doing this uh, this podcast for about three months now, and it seems like every single week we've had some new boogeyman that popped up in some recent tournament results. I have can actually name three to four different lists we've talked about as being really, really good Yeah, you know, in the fairly recent past. I'm going to go ahead and continue to take the wrong lesson here and say I'm pretty sure you can win right now with what you're comfortable with, what you enjoy, and what you have the reps in with. Mm-hmm. Against a pretty large field, like that—that's the feeling I'm getting from 2.0. Because we've talked about any number of lists here that, for one week, we're king of the hill. That we stopped talking about the next week. Yeah, you know what I mean. We talked about four fangs. We talked about four sigmas. We talked well, about the five a. Four wings. fangs was just that was just awesome. That was, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I enjoyed that. That, crap up. that was just props to that guy for winning two hyperspace oh, yeah. trials with By it. By no means am I dogging any of these lists, but I'm just saying like. Five Y wings was a thing. Five A wings yeah. was a thing. Resistance fives was a thing. I don't know what Rebel Beef is, but we keep saying it out loud, so it must be a thing. <laughs> well, um, it's it's basically. <laughs> I mean, it's basically a U wing with with Leia, and uh, uh, these days a lot of people are playing. You know, with uh, like Braylon Stram, uh, the B wing in there, yeah. wedge, and then usually some fourth thing that tends to get changed around some. Yeah, um, it's, it's a rebel alternative in case you don't like ham. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I was gonna say, you know, Han Hambone Solo. You know, yeah. It's like, the, it's it the, seems it's, like every it's week the something. Rebel up. list. I mean, it's not that far back. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, you outdid me. Oh shit! Well, I got nothing else. <laughs> I'm done. Drop the mic. I would drop the mic. These are not our mics. No, no, no don't, don't drop these. Yeah, these, are, these look expensive. Uh, these are no. Well, I won't get into that. But yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so one thing I found kind of interesting, just just looking at the uh, looking at the um, extended version here for the system opens. Um, so rebels were thirty two percent of Swiss, thirty two point one. Empire was twenty seven point four. Scum was fourteen point nine. Resistance twelve point nine. First order six point seven. Uh, Republic three point three, and Separatist two point seven. Um, then if you go down and look at the percentage of cuts. Um, you see Rebels dip down to 29.8. So, you know, they drop off in, in the cut. So they're, they're essentially underperforming their total um, appearances, you know, in the, uh, in, in the tournament. Um, Empire is overperforming, actually, by a pretty good deal. They're going from 27% up to 33% in the, uh, in the cut. So um, that's a pretty significant margin. Now, a lot of that has to do, obviously, with, with quad phantoms um, because we're seeing, like, three, four, five of those in pretty much every system open cut, <clears throat> which I think is they have been kind of the one consistent boogeyman since, uh, you know, pretty much going back to what the Philadelphia system open and back yeah. in November was, I think, <clears throat> where they kind of first appeared. Um. So that that's just kind of an interesting illustration right there of the the difference between the two factions, those two factions in particular. A couple of the other factions, I think uh, Scum is underperforming from fourteen point nine down to ten point seven. Uh, Resistance is underperforming a little bit from twelve point nine to eleven point seven. Uh, First Order is overperforming a little bit from six point seven up to seven point four percent in the um, in the as as a percentage of the cut. So there is you know. You can kind of see that, and that kind of goes back. The first order lists being so heavily based, generally speaking, being so heavily based on Kylo, um, and you, you see some of those players who just really know how to make use of them and make their way to a cut with them. So, well, the yeah, final uh, finalist at the Denver System Open was uh, two silencers and quick draw. 
Yeah. Um, so, the, I mean, the the Silence was such a great, great ship. It's a fantastic chassis. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just needs a little bit of a either a support ship, a, you know, something that could fit um, better uh, with with the combination of um, other ships and stuff like that or upgrades. Yeah. Uh, either that or, or just get a little bit lower uh, price point, but. It, it's scary, I guess. I, the, the, I think they kind of overshot it a little bit, and uh, that's where we're kind of sitting at is, is making sure that they're not too powerful because it, it's a great ship. Yeah. So, I mean, just to, to put a point on this, Kylo, Kylo Ren is in 31.82% of all First Order lists. So, yeah. And, uh, and, and yep. Thanos, Petty Officer Thanison is in like 40 (laughs) percent wait no 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 no. i'm looking at this wrong i think uh appearances color run 22 yeah and post cut seven so it's a 31 percent rate cut rate uh, a cut rate yeah so 31 percent of the lists containing kylo ren are are making the cut yeah, uh, which is a big cut rate. Uh, Petty Officer Thanos in forty percent. Well, that's yeah, he's only at five appearances. Five. Yeah, and it's, you kind of have to look at the, <laughs> you have to look at the overall statistics. Numbers. Yeah, yeah, maybe look at uh, anything that's above ten or twenty showings or something like that. That yeah, it'll it'll be substantial. Um, Anakin Skywalker here, seventeen appearances, four cuts. Um, so that one's pretty good for him. Seven mm-hmm. uh, B title looks like it's pretty good. Uh, for Republic and um, Resistance. I mean, that's one thing that I wanted to look at here is uh, Lulo, for example. Lulo is in both the five A-Wings and yeah. the Resistance five lists. Yeah. So <clears throat> if both lists were good, you would assume that basically Lulo would just make the cut often. Yeah. We got 75 appearances, only 12 cuts out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Lulo, Lulo is in far and away more lists than any other ship in resistance right. i mean 75 right. the next closest is 55 with tally and then after that it drop kind of drops down off a cliff and you get down to like poe neon and elo like 39 36 24 so yeah the uh, the appearance is definitely uh lulo is is just in everything <laughs> in the, yeah and 16 percent is not really i mean like basically you have a 60 percent chance of making the cut flying lulo um <laughs> you know that's any combination of you know whatever um other ships to bring with it I, I i don't see that being you know very significant um not strong enough that that you could think that you know just bring that ship on on the other hand you're looking at for example you know obviously some of the more obvious strong ones uh sigma squadron ace is a 44 percent for yeah. example you literally you bring four quad phantoms and it's a it's a flip of a coin whether you make the cut or not yeah uh, and so and I think that number would be higher um, if they didn't have to play each other. Uh, I, yeah. I know that happened in Denver with uh, for <laughs> I got lucky and didn't have to see quad sigmas, um, but it, it sounds like quite a few times, um, you know, uh, somebody with already one one loss uh, would come across another juke list, juke phantom list, and um, it, if they didn't touch each other. Uh, they they would make the cut uh, at a higher higher rate is is my assumption on it. Yeah, yeah, and they're gonna you're, they're gonna run into each other just because there is they're so overrepresented in the field. So you're gonna mm-hmm. get a lot of those mirror matches. 
Um, which I guess kind of begs the question. I know I've seen some people play without the crack shot on the uh, on the fourth phantom. Um, I'm assuming just for the initiative bid on on the mirror match. Um, so yeah, so that is you that's shoot first. What's that? You want to shoot first, so yeah. you have your jukes. Yeah. So uh, so, anyways, that's that's the faction breakdowns. I mean, there's um, there is a ton of information in these two spreadsheets. Um, you know, there's one for hyperspace and one for extended. Uh, it's way too much to go over in one podcast. So we're gonna. Uh, I'm going to post these, like I said, in, in the episode description. So, um, you know, go ahead and look at them. There's a lot of great information in here. Um, uh, thanks to the to Chris Allen and, and the crates and whoever helped him with putting this together because it's a that's a ton of data work right there. So, um, appreciate it for that. So, yeah, the crates are back now. They just uh, yeah, they had the, yeah, they're they're back. They just uh, posted back a podcast. Yes, who's back? The crates are back, yeah. <laughs> back again. We just told lots of friends. All right, so what do we got coming up here, gentlemen? Let's uh, let's move into the future. Into the future. Yes. Well, I mean, it's, it is the future you will see. It's kind of the same stuff we've been talking about now for a few weeks. I, you know, Carlos and I are going to uh, the team tournament thing down in uh, Orlando on Saturday. Team Florida man. Team Florida man. Don't we have a tournament here in Jacksonville? Saturday? Yeah, it's a big daddy, but Carlos really wanted to do the team tournament. He convinced me to do it. So, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm stealing it for a day, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm only laughing because I, while I was peeing at Cool Stuff today, I was reading the schedule. And actually, I think we have a Cool Stuff one schedule, I too. I canceled that one on, like weeks it's ago. It's still in the bathroom. I, I know. I don't know why they left it up there. but <laughs> Well, you know, you've been in that bathroom recently. <laughs> no, actually. I wouldn't go in there to retrieve it. Are we sending <laughs> I, I, yeah. a delegate to Big Daddy with, uh, with the little toys? What's that? Are we sending a delegate to Big Daddy with toys? Well, does Joe want to? Joe, do you want to go to Big Daddy? I'll play X week. Oh God, no! No, he doesn't. No, <laughs> I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna give some stuff to Clay so he can he can hand out some some swag at the uh, nice. the Big Daddy tournament. Uh, and then I'll have uh, and then also uh, me and Carlos will have stuff down at uh, in Orlando. Um, we'll have some stickers and oh, uh, altar cards. Swag. Oh, I yeah. can drop in. Squadron yeah, you just want to drop in and be, be yeah, Santa yeah, Claus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right by my house. Okay. All right. Yeah, Joe's going to drop in and be Santa Claus then. Okay. So I already uh, have the girth for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, then after that is the uh, the one that I have been talking about for months now, the campaign against cancer on May 18th uh, here in Jacksonville. Cool stuff. Do you guys um, have one close to uh, you guys there, Ken? Uh, the nearest one is, is in Denver. Um, don't know if I'll be able to make it. I'm actually going to be down in your neck of the woods uh, for the two weekends beforehand. Uh, so I, I may I may have to sit this one out. Uh, but it's ran by, uh, if anybody uh, nearby is listening and they, they aren't familiar with it, it's uh, ran by uh, John Connolly out in Denver. And so it's going to be a great tournament, great cause. Um, should be Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, the uh, the the CAC events are a, a lot of fun. I, I've this is my second year running one, and um, you know I didn't even get to oh, play nice. last year, and I'm probably and I'm not going to play this year either. But I, I actually have a lot of fun just running it. So, um, so it's going to be a good time. Uh, good time had by all. We're uh, I think we're we got 20, 20 tickets sold so far, um, and hopefully get a few more. Hoping to get up. Hope to, hoping to get up to around thirty by the by the eighteenth. So, um, so we'll see. Um, it's a little tough because the system open is the week, the weekend right after that. And, uh, mm -hmm. I know a lot of players from around the state have built their travel plans around going to the system open. So they're not having, aren't able to, to drive up to Jacksonville for, uh, for the CAC the weekend before. But, uh, for everybody who does come out much appreciated. Um, 
so yeah so then cac so then uh, after that is the system open and you know i think that's that's kind of the that's the big culmination that everybody's everybody's working towards do we have anything on the like the horizon after that or is that pretty much like yeah yeah there's stuff i mean jumping hyperspace well i'm i'm thinking about going to the um to the hyperspace trial in mobile alabama on the 20th july uh, june 22nd one too yeah i need uh I need redemption for yeah. for my shit show in Orlando. So <laughs> yeah, right. You did. I need at least one more. You did good in Orlando, Carlos. Don't be so hard on yourself. I got a losing record, so you did better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you completed more games than me. <laughs> That's always a moral victory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the so Mobile, Alabama, June twenty second, um, and then after that, you know, uh, the hyperspace season's pretty much over. Uh, hyperspace season one. We're still waiting on the schedule for hyperspace season two, which I know is in the works um, because I've been I'm TOing the one that we'll be having in Jacksonville, um, but they haven't finalized it yet. So hopefully we'll have the dates on that soon that we can announce and, you know, start planning uh, some big old hyperspace trials. I know you got one down at Get Your Fun On um, as well in uh, Melbourne. I think there's one in Orlando, too. I think Florida has three. Okay, yeah. I think Um, think I'm hoping also and the transition to. you know, with the new organized play, hopefully we'll have some store championships coming back too. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. And it does look like they dropped the may have dropped the price for the kit. So I heard it might only be like two hundred bucks now as opposed to four hundred fifty. Oh <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um that 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 um is that matches with my experience that they did um knock that cost down a little bit because I think a lot of stores balked at that. Four fifty was um, pretty steep. That that was a little little too steep. <laughs> yeah, and, and, well, and, and they were the original kit was supposed to include like some sort of banner and then like a bunch in like table numbers. And I was like, I was like, nobody needs that. You don't need to include that in a kit. Like, just, just put the prizes in there. Don't charge the store an extra bunch of money for stuff. So they'll I'll use tell once. you, the the table numbers are actually really nice. Yeah. Um, but I think they sent me because I, I ran the hyperspace trial up here. Um, I think they sent me enough markers for eight tables, what? which was, <laughs> which is weird because we ran the L5R one at our <coughs> local store, and uh, we had numbers for like a hundred people, and they definitely had the banner for that one because I saw it in somebody's garage the other day. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the way to a ball um, game. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what copiers are for, though. Yeah. Um, you can just. You can make more. Um, they're, whoa, they're nice. Uh, are you plugging copiers on the podcast? <laughs> no, no, man, no, no, turn no, no, it no. off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't help it. It's a disease. Oh, yeah, it's built in. He's right? good. He's this guy's good. This guy's good. This guy's good. <laughs> yeah, if you ever need to buy a copier in the Mountain West region, I'm your guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, gentlemen. I think on that note, um, we're gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna call it a day, uh, gentlemen. Hey, uh, Ken, do you want to do any shout outs? Uh, yeah, to yeah. Your peeps. Um, of course, yeah. Um, uh, again, shout out to uh, Patrick, who used to be one of our three hundred seventh members. Moved down there and kind of got the ball rolling on uh, having me uh, join you this evening. It was fun. Um, shout out, of course, to uh, the rest of the three hundred seventh members. Um, again, I can't uh, emphasize enough how proud I am of these guys. Um, they, they all had a great showing down in Denver um, and, and continue to do so uh, at, at all, of our, all of our different events in the area. And um, thank you, guys. Uh, this was fun. Um, 
didn't know really what to expect, but uh, I enjoyed uh, coming on with y'all. Good. No, All right. Good time. <laughs> we try to keep it loose, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, gentlemen, dials down. Bottoms, bottoms up. Bottoms up.